Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. All right, everybody, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter three. Ephesians chapter three, we kicked off or I'm sorry, not kicked off, but we stayed in our series called Ready for More. And we landed on a thought last week entitled Anchored and Equipped for More. And we're going to stay right there. So you're going to want to download today's message notes again at cityplacechurch.com. And as a reminder, share today's message, like today's message and let us know that you're watching. Fill out a virtual connect card either to cityplacechurch.com backslash card or text the word city place to 94000. Ephesians chapter three, Ephesians chapter three, we're going to continue on our thought anchored and equipped for more. Uh, I want to also let you know, mark your calendars, men, mark your calendars for March the 26th. We're going to be having our man cave kickoff. Our group is going right now, but then uh, we'd like to get together and just uh, have a great time together in the Lord and just connect as men. Uh, I always come uh, and, and, and download uh, just a thought that God gives me for the men for the year. And so I want to invite you to be a part of that on March the 26th at Amherst Park, uh, right by our Vista Lakes campus. Ephesians chapter three, Ephesians chapter three says this in verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to his riches and his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20, now this is our focus verse for the year. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. As we come around your word, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that your word is living that it is powerful, that it is sharp, it is alive today. So as we dive in, Holy Spirit, change us, grow us, anchor us, and equip us in your word. Let us leave changed. Let us leave more hungry. Let us leave more on fire. But above all else, let us encounter you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last week we were were, uh, talking around being anchored and equipped. And we shared the story of Paul when he was writing to the Ephesians and how he was writing to them while he was in prison because he wanted to see them anchored and equipped. He wanted to see them planted in a relationship with God. Because when Paul had first encountered the people of Ephesus, the Bible says that he spent two years. He started off with a group of 12 and the Bible says that everyone in the place where he had stayed for two years, the people of Ephesus, all of them, encountered Jesus and held Jesus in high regard. They met Jesus. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And the people began to just say, Jesus really is the first. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Redeemer of the world. 
And then it says in that same story, though, that there was someone that rose up who was speaking against them and speaking against the name of Jesus. And there was this struggle and this tussle and it caused confusion. And when we got into Ephesians last week, we noted that Paul really leaned in and said, you know what? Your relationship with Jesus has to be permanent. It can't be one by which, you know, the voices of one or many begin to pull you from the truth of who Jesus is and the surety that you have in a growing relationship with God. So while Paul is in prison, the Bible says that he is writing these letters because he is wanting to see them grow in maturity. See, Paul was determined that the people needed to be equipped in their relationship with God beyond their salvation because their relationship with God had to be permanent. Paul saw what kind of like just going through the motions looked like in their life. Paul saw that when he wasn't present, that the voice of someone else kind of caused some confusion. And last week we said we have to be careful because there's so many voices going on in today's world. And there's so many things happening right now as I'm preaching to you. We're also praying for the people in Ukraine and, and, and we're looking and we're praying for people in other nations and in our own nation because there's so much happening that could squeeze what God wants to do is what, or what God is able to do. And so Paul says, I'm going to write while I'm in prison because it's so important that you plant yourself in a permanent relationship with God beyond just the moment you met Jesus. And so this morning, I felt like I wanted to dive in a little bit more, remind us of a little bit of what we said last week. And if this is your first time hanging out, maybe you missed last week, I want to encourage you, you can watch every single message on our YouTube channel. It's City Place Church's YouTube channel, or you can download the podcast on all of the podcast, uh, podcast platforms. But we're going to spend a little bit more time here. We're actually going to go even even deeper a little bit because Paul is moving them from just the initial moment of them encountering Jesus to a permanent relationship with Jesus. And we wrote this and we said this last week and I'm repeating it to you again. Write this down. That our salvation without discipleship from others and a personal passion for Christ can be a setup for surface Christianity. Like if we don't go deeper in our relationship with God, if we don't go deeper in knowing who Jesus is, if we don't go deeper in learning about the Holy Spirit and encountering him for ourselves, and allowing the fruits of God's spirit to 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 endure us with power. If if, if if we're only focused on the fact that, yes, I met Jesus and yes, I get to go to heaven, then we're going to miss the fullness of our relationship, which then puts uh, puts the encounter that we have with Jesus. And the voices that we might be hearing, it could put it in question. Paul made sure that the people of Ephesus in his writings to them knew how their relationship with God had been made permanent. In fact, in Ephesians chapter one, he starts to just tell them how amazing it is that Christ died and just a joy. And he says, man, my prayer for you is that the eyes 
of your understanding will be open and enlightened so that you can see the hope of who Jesus is. In Ephesians chapter 2, he says, you are a part of a diverse family of God and man. It's by his grace that you were saved. It's by your, your grace and the blood of Jesus that you were redeemed. And Paul just literally starts downloading to them things that will mature them. He didn't just talk about how Jesus died on the cross. He said, you're a part of a family. It's by grace that you were saved. It's the faith that plants you. And he says, man, you're a part of a diverse family. It's not just you. It's others who are going through this and walking in this relationship with God as well. Paul is literally taking them from one place and seeing them grow and mature to another place. Here's the reason why Paul leaned in as much as he did. And we said this last week, and I want you to grasp this. Paul realized that longevity doesn't equal spiritual and natural maturity. See, Paul realized, and, and y'all look, I got my chair, but I don't know why I got it. I, I never sit down. Paul realized that the people of Ephesus, he had been with them for two years. And when he was away from them, the attack of the enemy and the voice of the enemy was starting to cause confusion. And so Paul decided that even when I'm away, even if I'm going through something, I'm going to make sure that they don't see what I'm going through as, as a reason to disconnect from God. No, I'm going to show them that even while I'm in prison, I'm in prison. And he says this, I'm in prison for the sake of Christ. Paul says, I'm going to begin to teach you Everything that I've learned, in fact, in Ephesians chapter 2 and Ephesians chapter 3, he starts talking about how God downloaded the manifold wisdom, the revelation of God and who Jesus really is. And so he was like, and so I'm going to teach this to you. So Paul starts downloading the fullness of who Jesus is to the people of Ephesus. See, Paul lets us know that just the starting place of salvation gets us into the relationship with Jesus. And now we have to know of who he is as a complete Christ follower. Because longevity doesn't equal spiritual and natural maturity. I've met people throughout my lifetime who were older, but they didn't seem as mature as others. That's in the natural. It's the same way in the spiritual. God wants us to grow in the spiritual. Write this down. Because when we're talking about us moving from just the natural and me saying that and downloading to you that salvation without discipleship and a personal passion for Christ can kind of be a setup for just surface Christianity where, yeah, I go to church or, yeah, yeah, I love God, but we're not pursuing Jesus and pursuing the Father at 100% abandonment, 100% I'm all in, then we risk some things. And so, Let's define what discipleship is because discipleship can be just seen like, well, well you know, Pastor Dane, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm just, I just follow Christ? Does that mean like I'm a disciple disciple like in Bible days? Like what does that mean, Pastor D? Let me download it to you. This is how we're going to define it. Discipleship is a lifelong commitment to becoming and helping others become a fully devoted follower of Christ. Let me say it again. Discipleship is a lifelong commitment that you and I will make to becoming and helping others become a fully devoted follower of Christ. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, Jesus 
had died on a cross. He'd risen from, a gra- from the grave. And the Bible says that he walked out and he begins to spend time with his disciples. He meets some at the shore, you know, as, as, as they're out by themselves. He meets other ones. Wow, boom, he shows up in the house like, oh, this is Jesus. And he's hanging out and he's hanging out with them and he's just talking. And in Matthew chapter 8, 28, <clears throat> Jesus says something in verse 18. He says this, and Jesus came and spoke to them. And he said this, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. For lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, listen now, the movement that started with my death, burial and resurrection has to continue. The the, the heart of the father to see the world redeemed back into a spiritual family, back into relationship with him is just getting started. And he says, now I have spent literally three years of my life with you. Remember, we were talking about Paul. He spent two years. He said, I've spent three years of my life with you. And I poured into you. I've shared everything with you about the Father. I've shared everything with you about me. I've, I've showed you my, my, my high moments and my, 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 my low moments. I've shared my heart. You were there when, when Lazarus died and you saw me cry. You were there when I was crying when, right before they came and, and they took me to be crucified. You were there when I asked you and, and, and I told you my heart was in sorrow when, 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 right before they took me. You were there when they were beating me. You were, you've been with me this whole whole time. You were there with the miracles. You were there when we fit the 5,000. You were there when blind eyes were open. You were there when I preached the Beatitudes. You were there when I walked on water. You were there when you stayed in the boat and I came and helped. You were there when the storm was going crazy and, and I said, peace be still. You were there when I said, freely you have received and freely give because I saw people walking around like sheep without a shepherd. And I said, everything I've given to you, give to them. Don't put anything in your pocket. Just go to where they are. You were there when? You were there. I've anchored you. I've equipped you for more. But I don't want you to keep the movement to yourself. I want you to see the movement grow. See, discipleship is a lifelong commitment to becoming and helping others become a fully devoted follower of Christ. Jesus says, hey, listen, I am commissioning you to go. I am have made you my disciple. And now what I want you to do is I want you to go make more disciples, not of yourself, but of me. And then he says, I want you to teach others what I've commanded you. And then he says, and I want you to know that as you're going out to disciple, I'm going to be right there with you. Like Jesus is like, I want you to see more people anchored and equipped for more in their relationship with me. And I want you to know that as you're going out and you're pouring out to see other people have a relationship with me the same way that that I've had with you, I want you to know that as you're going I'm not leaving you by yourself. See, there's something powerful 
about making a lifelong commitment to becoming and helping others become a fully devoted follower of Christ. Write these down. There's just there's a couple of simple, couple of simple parts about discipleship. And there's, we can dive in even deeper, but I just, I just want to let you see. The first part is, is, is disciple. There, 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 there has to be a disciple. A disciple is one who is becoming a fully devoted follow, follower of Christ. There's a disciple. Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he would say things like this. Everything that I'm telling you, the father told me. Jesus, the Bible says, and, and he, it says even in Mark, it says that Jesus would, 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 he would move away to a deserted place. And the Bible says that he would be praying. He would literally be in relationship with the father and the father would download to him. And then a little while later, I'm taking my chair. The Bible says that Jesus would be hanging out with his disciples and he would be teaching them about the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because if you are a disciple, you are going to be fully committed and have devotion to Christ. See, Jesus himself even modeled the fact that, Father, you have my whole heart. Father, I'm going to devote myself to you. Father, I'm going to give my life to you. Even though he's 100% God and 100% man, he says, God, I'm going to do everything in the natural. When I'm a young boy, you're going to find me in your house. I'm going to be asking questions so I can continue to grow, even though you've already downloaded to me. Father, I'm going to respond when you tell me to respond. Father, even though I am 100% divinity, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to dialogue with you. I'm going to know what's on your heart. I am devoted to you. Whatever you tell me to do, Dad, I'm going to do. So then Jesus does that literally. He models it that he's going to pray and he's going to stay in connection with the Father. He looks at his disciples and he says, you can stay connected to me. And he begins to download everything that the Father wants them to know so that the movement never stops. See, just two simple parts, two simple parts of discipleships, because I want to make sure that as I'm talking to you, I'm not just using a word and you go, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Disciple. Disciple is a simple part. It's one who is becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ. See, in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus begins to show us what full devotion looks like. He says this because they were asking, well, what's the, what's the greatest commandment? Like, you know, what's the, where should we focus our attention? He says this, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Like, he says, listen, love is required. Love. Love the Lord your God. Love the one who stepped in. Love Jehovah. Love your provider. Love your peace. Love the love Adonai, who is God. Like love the creator of the world. 
Love the sustainer of all things. Love the one who redeemed us. Like love, give everything, hold nothing back. Love the Lord your God. Make him personal in your life. Don't, he, don't just make him the, the, the spiritual being in the sky. No, make him personal to you. Like, love the Lord your God. You are my God, Jesus says. Love him like he's yours because he is. Like, he says, love him because he's yours. Love him because he's yours. He's, he's God, yes, but he's also your Lord. Love the Lord your God. And then he says, don't hold anything back in your love with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, with all of your mind. Write this down. Being a disciple means that we deny ourselves and follow Christ's leading. We deny ourselves and follow Christ's leader. It's just a simple part of discipleship. It's like there's a disciple. And that's the one who's becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ. I am so all in. I am, I am 100% all in. And if, well, what are you asking of me? You want all of me, but you want it to be based in love. Like, oh, man, my love for you is, oh, there's nothing more important. You have all of me. See, everything that Jesus is saying that's going to be required to love God is literally requiring everything that is spiritual. Your whole heart, your whole soul, which, makes, which is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions, all of your strength, anything that you think you can do with your own power, love him with all of that. Turn it over to him. And then your mind, your thought process, give him that as well. I'm going to think about you constantly, think about you daily. Jesus spent three years with his disciples. And if you can imagine those three years, he's modeling all of this in front of them as he's worshiping his father. And he's teaching them as a group, as a small group, how to be devoted to the father. Teaching them the price that he's going to pay for them. And the price he's going to pay for everyone else. See, when we read Matthew chapter 28 and he's like, go and make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them everything I commanded you. He's literally saying, I've downloaded everything that the Father wanted me to give you. Give it to somebody else, please. He says, I want to see people anchored and equipped for more. I want people rooted in a relationship with me. He says, listen, tell them about me, get them baptized, teach them everything you know about me that I've told you so that they're anchored for more. Are you with me, City Place? You hanging out all right? I wrote this down. Take note of this is that discipleship is a commitment to allow access into your life and you into theirs. Like, we can see Jesus 
as Jesus. He is Jesus. There's no doubt about it. He is the Savior. But Jesus, when you read about him in all of the Gospels, he's also very, very personal. You'll find stories about Jesus where he's sitting down, he'd preached all day and he's tired and the kids are like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. And the Bible says they start running over and the disciples are like, nah, Jesus is tired. Jesus already did the crusade for the day. You should have came to the first service. Why didn't you come to the, and Jesus is like, no, like let the kids come to me. Can you imagine like seeing Jesus and the excitement and they're playing with Jesus? Like, I don't think Jesus was stuffy. I don't. I don't think Jesus just sat there like just hello, children. Like, I'm sure he did that. But I could also say Jesus like, see Jesus like, hey, what's your name? Hey, little Tony. Hey, Tasha. I like your outfit. Come on. Hey, what's that right there? Gotcha. <laughs> like, I can see Jesus being fun because Jesus was personal. The Bible says that Jesus would eat and he'd be laying back lounging with his friends when he was hanging out with Lazarus. The Bible says that when Jesus rose from the dead, they found him and he was like they were having a fish fry. He's personal. See, when we walk into a relationship and we decide that we're going to be committed, we're allowing access into our life. And they're allowing access into theirs. John chapter 15, verse 14, Jesus says, he's talking to his disciples. He says, you are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you my servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things. Listen to this that I heard from my father. I've made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit shall remain. That whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. Jesus literally said, hey, listen, I spent time with dad. Dad had all access to my life. I had access to the father. He says, literally, I've been in your world. You've been in mine. Everything that the father told me, I'm telling you. And then he says, now go and bear more fruit. Literally, he's saying, go and see more people anchored and equipped for more. See, being anchored and following Christ literally is where we go. I'm going to make him personal to me. So this leads me back to Ephesians chapter three. We've been reading this verse and I'm Getting ready to wind up here. <clears throat> In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, our verse for the year, our vision verse for the year, focus verse for the year, God spoke to us at the beginning of the year and said that 2022 would be the year that God does above and beyond. And the verse that we landed on was Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, which says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think, according to the power that worked in us. But it's the Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2 and the start of chapter 3 that gives us the context of why Paul wrote it. It gives us the context of why we are moving into 2022 believing that God's going to do above and beyond. It's because we want to be anchored and equipped for the more that God has. We want to grow in the purest form of relationship where we are fully devoted 
followers of Christ, realizing that every single day we are becoming more and more like him. We will never arrive. There's so much more to learn about the Lord. And in Ephesians chapter 3, when Paul is scripting out this letter and he decides to turn it into a prayer, he literally says, there's so much more above and beyond that God wants to do. And he says, and if you position yourself to learn and to grow and, and allow him full access into your life and allow others to speak into your life and you jump into theirs and you dive into the heart of Jesus. He literally says, I pray that God will grant you according to his, his riches glory, his riches of his glory, which literally means I pray that God's spiritual resources become so illuminated in your life that you allow him to flow through you. He says, I pray that you're strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. I pray that God's spiritual strength rests in you. He's like downloading all of these things that someone downloaded to him because he was being discipled. And Paul is like, I am going to disciple you. Remember, a disciple is one who is becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ. Paul is like, I am scripting this out because I want you to become a fully devoted follower of Christ. He says, I'm praying that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. He's literally saying, I want Jesus to be permanent in your life. No more wishy-washy surface Christianity. He says, my prayer is that he's permanent in your, your life. He says, I'm praying that you're rooted and grounded in love, that you're anchored and equipped and empowered like in his love. Last week I shared that one of the deepest trees in all of the world goes 230 feet deep. I looked up another one and it showed that there was another one that went 400 feet deep. It's like we may not even know how deep it is, but we're going to pursue his love. Remember, he says, hey, I want your commitment of loving the Lord with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Put all of your love that you have in your devotion to the Father. I was thinking about the verse. It says this. It says, perfect love cast out all fear. Paul writes in another book in Timothy, he says, God hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, in a sound mind. See, see, the more we spend in relationship with Jesus and we're giving him our mind, we're giving him our thoughts, we're giving him our strength, we're giving him all of our love. Paul's like, Jesus steps in and handles all of that for you. Paul wraps up Ephesians chapter 3, 14, all the way to verse 19 by saying, I pray that you can, that you can com comprehend what is his width, his height, his depth, and length, so that you can know the love of Christ, which surpasses all of your knowledge. He says, literally, I pray that God gives you spiritual clarity. I pray that you accept and you rest in the full assurance that Christ Jesus died for you and he loves you beyond what you can imagine. He literally says, you, can't, you, you, don't, you don't even know how much that man loves you. Can I tell you, you don't even know how much Jesus loves you. He showed us on the cross. The father showed us on the cross how much he loves you. He loved you so much to death and to life. Oh, man, we have to discover how much more does Jesus love us. And that's what happens when we 
decide that we will be a disciple of Christ. I realize that the Father's heart, God's heart, is write this down. God's heart is for lost people to be found, found people to be free, free people, free people to be equipped, and equip people to be mobilized. That's the Father's heart. You know, last week I shared that when God spoke to my wife and I to plant City Place Church here in Orlando, that God gave us four groups of people. People who were hurt in church, and they, but they wanted nothing to do with God. People who just didn't want anything to do with church at all. People who had no relationship with Jesus, never accepted him as Savior. And those who weren't physically dreaming. The burden that God gave us to be a life-giving church, to build dreams, unite faith, establish leaders that win the loss for the kingdom of God, was not so that we could be another church. It was so that we, as a church, could disciple people into being a fully devoted follower of Christ. See, this morning you're watching and you and I in 2022 have an opportunity to no matter where we are in our spiritual journey. Remember, longevity doesn't equal spiritual and natural maturity. No matter where we are, we have an opportunity to become even more devoted to Christ by giving him everything that we have. I wrote down a couple of keys that I was thinking about. Some simple keys that allow you and I to be anchored and equipped in our discipleship relationship with Jesus. Is one, realize that Jesus longs to be close to you. Jesus' heart is to be close to you. He doesn't want to be distant. He died so that he can know you personally. There's so much about him, like Paul said, that you can grasp his glorious riches, that you can know how much he loves you, that you could be full of all of God's fullness. Another key is that Jesus wants you to grasp your right as a, as a son or daughter of God, that you are part of a spiritual family. The Bible says that when Jesus died that you receive the spirit of adoption, whereby you can call the Father, Dad. Another simple key of being anchored and equipped in discipleship is be willing to grow spiritually in a community of people. The disciples had time with Jesus. Paul had years with the people of Ephesus. The disciples themselves that had walked with Jesus spent time with people throughout the book of Acts. And the Bible says, and the community of God grew daily. Be willing to grow in a community with people. And then the final two, 
is realize and understand that the enemy doesn't want you connected to Christ. He wants you. He will distract you. He doesn't want you connected to Jesus. He wants you distracted and he wants you focused on the natural things that's around you. But I'm here to let you know that City Place Church is here for you to be a life-giving church, to speak life into you, to see you anchored and rooted in Christ. See, following Christ completely is what's required. Last week I shared that for 2022, that God was gonna do above and beyond in our church. But there are four things that God is asking us of us as a church and God is asking of you as an individual to do. Because God, you know, doing above and beyond is not just one-sided. God is asking us to do above and beyond as well. And Paul talked about it. He's like, man, I hope that you can grasp. I hope that you can comprehend. I hope that, that you will receive. I hope that you will root yourself and ground yourself in his love. Like there is a give as the Father is giving because we want to become and help others become fully devoted followers of Christ. Four things. First thing is, as a church, we're going to go above and beyond in prayer. This past Wednesday, we kicked off our prayer group. And our heart, here's our heart, our heart is to see prayer as a major lifeline and foundation in our church. Our heart is to see prayer teams to be able to pray with us online, to be able to pray when we're in person, to be able to have moments in our service where you can come forward and to pray. Our goal is by the end of the year is that we will have a prayer team that is praying throughout the week and that our intercessory prayer will become consistent prayer for you to call or gather in person and we pray. And that prayer becomes an enjoyment for you. So we will go above and beyond in our prayer. So I invite you to join us the first Wednesday of every single month. Our goal is to turn first Wednesdays into consistent Wednesdays of every month. But we're going to begin here. So prayer, we're going to go above and beyond in our prayer. So if you have a prayer need, fill out that connection card and we as a church will agree with you. We're going to go above and beyond in our discipleship. I just talked about it. We, we're going to we're going to pour into us as a church, taking time to say, God, grow us throughout your word. That's the reason why we want to encourage you to be a part of a city group. Because what happens in discipleship is as we grow closer to Jesus, things that need to be pulled out of us, he takes out. Things that need to be pulled, put in us, he puts in. And that happens in the context of community. So you need to have a life-giving person-to-person -person community where the word of God is presented and you can discuss and you can talk and you can grow. And so as a church, you're going to hear us not only from, from us on Sunday mornings, but also in your small groups. We're going to dive into God's word as we do life together. We're going to be friends. See, we want our Sunday friends to also be our Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday friends. Jesus said, hey, I don't see you as servants. You're my friends. And everything that I did in spending with the Father, I'm now giving to you. And so we're going to go above and beyond in our discipleship. We're going above and beyond with 
seeing people baptized. Our goal is to get to the place where hundreds are being baptized every year. I told you this last week. I don't know if that's going to happen this year, but my, my faith is like, okay, God, we're going to be positioned because like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, we're going to teach, we're going to make disciples, and we're going to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we're going to send more people out. So discipleship. So I want to encourage you, sign up to be baptized on March the 28th. It is going liquid with the faith and going public with your faith of what Jesus started in you. We're going to go above and beyond in our personal and corporate generosity. We're going to live for more than ourselves, And we're going to study it through God's word. We're going to give more. We're going to be more intentionally generous. And we're going to talk about how we're going to be generous with our time, with our talent, which was the gift that God gave us, and with our treasures, which is our kingdom finances. So we're going to be above and beyond in our generosity. And then we're going to be above and beyond in our personal and corporate evangelism. We're going to engage our city. We're going to engage your life. We're going to engage on how do I share this relationship with Jesus that I got, that I'm all in on with, with my whole heart, with my whole mind, with my whole soul and my whole strength. How can I share that with someone else? We're going to go above and beyond in this year. We're going to see more people saved this year. And every year, our prayer is in we've ever had before. So we're going to do the best that we can to equip you while you're being angered in God's house. On your notes, you're going to find some questions that I want you to spend time with God in answering this week. And one of those questions is, is have I met Jesus and accepted his free gift of salvation? And the second question is, is Am I committed to being a fully devoted follower of Christ? So that's a question with whether if you know him, are you ready to go all in? Or maybe you don't know him. And I'm asking you today, are you ready to meet him for the very first time? Will you bow your head and close your eyes right where you are? God has called you to be anchored and equipped for more. See, Remember, I mentioned that there was two parts to discipleship, two simple parts. There's the disciple, and then there's the discipler. The discipler is one who is becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ. They're anchored themselves in a relationship with God, but they decide that they're going to pull others into being a fully devoted follower of Christ. And that's my assignment today as a church. We are here to disciple you into becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ, while we as a church, as individuals, stay passionate about seeing our relationship grow even more. And you walked in here today and you're either away from God or you haven't fully committed or you don't know him yet. Right where you are, I want to pray with you today. I want to pray that this relationship with Jesus that we've been talking about becomes permanent in your life. I want to say a simple prayer and I'm just going to ask that you pray it right after me. And then after that, I'm going to give you one clear next step, which is to let us know the decision that you made. And if you haven't been baptized yet, to do us the high honor of allowing us to celebrate that with you on March the 27th. 
Come on, people are praying. Come on, will you say this prayer after me? Say, dear Jesus, today I acknowledge that you died on the cross for me. I acknowledge that you rose from the grave for me and you gave me life. Today, I choose to be a disciple. I want to become fully devoted to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place Church, can you make some noise for the decisions that were made today? Come on, can you make some noise for the decisions that were made today? I told you that I would give you one clear next step. Let me tell you that the decision that you chose to make today to follow Jesus is the beginning. Now, I'm challenging you. Love him with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength. And as a church, we're here to help disciple you. As we're becoming all that God's called us to be as a church, we want to pull you into a closer relationship with Jesus. So remember, I said, There'll be a couple of next steps. I want you to fill out that connection card that we mentioned at the start of service. Let us know the decision that you made. And I want you to sign up to be baptized on March the 27th. Those are two clear next steps. Or maybe you say, Pastor Damon, I don't live in the area. Well, I want to encourage you to be a part of a city group. We want to make sure that in this relationship with Jesus, you don't do life alone. Well done, every single person. Come on, can y'all can make some noise for Jesus right where you are? Make some noise for Jesus right where you are. One final thing, one final thing, as we uh, get ready to wrap up service today, I wanna encourage every single person, it is our time to give here at City Place Church. And we just know that as we continue to honor God, God literally blesses you for your obedience and your faithfulness to Him. And I am so excited and honored that we get to just represent Jesus really, really well. Last week, City Place Church, uh, in addition to uh, you know our kingdom finances as a church, allowing for us to be able to have service online and just the function of City Place Church, last week, you sowed into New Image Youth Center $1,000 for their uh, goal and vision for the year. And what we found out was that they had just gotten some bad news throughout the week about having to move from their building uh, that they had been renting for years. And so City Place Church, God used us this week to just say, God's for you. You've got a church that believes in you. And so well done. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for trusting God. Let me pray. And then I'm going to let you go for the rest of your week. Father, we love you today. We thank you for who you are. Thank you that you have anchored and equipped us for more. Jesus, we thank you that we will grow into being fully devoted followers of Christ. And as a church, we commit, Holy Spirit, to pulling people and coming around people so that they're anchored and equipped for more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, City Place. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.